Today's podcast is brought to you by my book, The Sex Spiral, Forgiven and Free from Pornography. The Sex Spiral will teach you God's design for sexuality, the triggers that lead to porn addiction, and how to exit the sex spiral with a purity plan for your life. You can order online at Amazon.com or any other retailer. Hey, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's show. The Dustin Daniels Show. Unashamedly proclaiming God's purity through His Son, Jesus Christ. Devoted to saving marriages. Dedicated to protecting children. Addressing sex with biblical truth and without shock value. You're listening to the intersection of life and lust. Call toll-free at 1-855-5-DUSTIN. And now, here's your host, Purity Pastor Dustin Daniels. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Martin Luther King Jr. said, The old law of an eye for an eye, well, that just leaves everybody blind. Forgiveness. This this idea is one of the bedrock principles of our Christian faith. And as Jesus hung from a blood-stained cross, he cried out, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Is it really possible to forgive your spouse after some type of sexual betrayal? Whether it's pornography, an emotional affair, adultery. I mean, after all, your spouse promised He promised to have and to hold only you from your wedding day forward. And now that promise has been broken and those vows shattered. And today we discuss forgiveness and the hope of a stronger marriage through the pain of sexual betrayal. Debbie Laser is one of the leading Christian authorities on helping women deal with these issues. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist and co-director of Faithful and True. She's been involved in recovery with her husband, Mark, for over 27 years and is committed to helping couples find healing and transformation from the pain of sexual addiction and relational betrayal. She is the author of the highly acclaimed book, Shattered Vows. Debbie, welcome back to the Dustin Daniels Show. Oh, thanks. It's great to be back, Dustin. We are going to look at a chapter in your book. It's called, Is Forgiving Him Really Possible? And this book is is written not only from your clinical experience of being a therapist, but also from your own personal testimony of, of sexual betrayal. We talked about that last week, and you have been there. And you and Mark have this amazing story of healing and hope in Jesus Christ. And as we start off this show, would you mind offering some hope to the spouses that are going through this journey right now? I would love to offer hope, Dustin. It's one of the best, favorite things I do oh, in my amen. work day. 
And I absolutely know that God uses all of this, absolutely all of this, for, for a greater purpose in growing us up personally, in enriching our relationships, and growing us up spiritually. And I see that time and time again. I've seen it definitely in my own life and my relationship with Mark and my growth in my relationship with the Lord. And I see it every day in the women I work with. I think one of the things that's tough, Dustin, is we don't often see this hope and transformation really quickly. And I think most of us are so used to fast everything, fast food, fast this, fast that, And, you know, I literally have people that come in here and hope that they'll be done with this, meaning this pain and this process in maybe six weeks or something. And I know it takes a lot longer than that, that, um, but I also know that with the right resources and with allowing God to work in your heart, there is every possibility that you won't just recover. And, in fact, we don't even like that word so much at our center. We know that you can transform. Mm. So we're all about helping people move to newer, greater places of connection with one another and in their spiritual journey with the Lord. The title of your book is called, Is Forgiving Him Really Possible? And and as the spouses are listening to this program, let's just answer that question right now to kind of give a foundation of where we're going to go with the show today. Is forgiving Mark, has that been possible in your life, Debbie? It's been absolutely possible. And and I think for me, you know, maybe we all do that in a different way. I, I know from my own journey and process through forgiveness, um, it wasn't just a sit-down, one-time conversation with Mark. It was really a process for me. And I, I believe the process began fairly early on, probably in that living room scenario when Mark was brought home to me to confess all that had been going on from his Christian colleagues. Um, I think the process began for me by even contemplating the idea of working on this with Mark and staying in in the marriage to do so. Um, I think that was the very first little step of uh, forgiveness. Uh, But I have found, you know, for me anyway, that forgiving too quickly wasn't really on my agenda. It wasn't what happened for me. I think I had a lot of things I needed to know, first of all. And I had a lot of emotions I needed to work through before I was ready to really say I had totally forgiven him. Mm. That's something that we struggle with as as Christ followers, because we tend to think, well, we're Christians, so we should forgive immediately, right? Well, I know that uh, a lot of women come to me and say that that's what they've been encouraged to do by their pastors or their Christian friends, that they're called to forgive immediately. I have just personally experienced, Dustin, that that hasn't always been very helpful to either her or to him, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. And I I do believe that, you know, we kind of call it cheap grace around here. I hope that's not demeaning to the process. I don't mean it to be. But I think sometimes I say to women, well, I think first and foremost, do you even know what you're forgiving? Mm. Um, Because for a lot of women, when they first, are aware of some of the infidelity, it's only the tip of the iceberg. And they haven't gone through any kind of full disclosure with their spouse. They really, he isn't being totally honest with her yet. She has no idea what all the history involves, how much lying's been going on. So in some ways, she doesn't even have any idea what she's forgiving. And I also think that it's really important in the forgiving process of where we want to end up is truly letting go of revenge and any 
hurt that we might cause our spouse publicly or kinds of things we're talking about about him with others that we need to be we need to have had a chance to work through the emotions of the pain of betrayal first so that we can truly be in a place of letting go of some of that so um, you know I that's why I think the process is so important for a wife to get into having support having places to talk about her pain feel her pain um, learn how to more safely with a spouse so she can also share that with him, have him be willing to be open and honest with her and be a truth teller. Uh, when some of those things have been done, then I think a, a person is more willing to really consider total forgiveness. There's also one other piece I want to mention here, Dustin, and, and what that is for me anyway is that I believe to be a really good forgiver I needed to accept that there were things about my life that needed to be forgiven mm. first. And that was a process, too, because in the beginning, when I heard about all the betrayal, it was very easy to go to kind of this self-righteous place of, of, you know, thinking and saying, well, gosh, I would have never done that, and, you know, what a horrible person you are, or all these horrible things you've done. And I find that as wives, we can get into that soup, that self-righteous place of believing, you know, pretty much we've done everything pretty great and we're living with this person who's really messed up. Um, But along the way, and I think this was the invitation to me to dive in and to begin to really do some of my own work because in my own work, I've also, you know, really been able to focus more directly on my own fallenness. And granted, it may not look exactly like Mark's, but it is in fact fallenness And when I can focus on that and begin the process of knowing I need forgiveness for that and what does that look like and how do I seek that from the Lord, I believe at that point I am am in a much better place to be able to know what it is to fully forgive Mark for his. Cheap grace. I love that. I I think Bonhoeffer used that same term. Uh And to really, I love what you said, to understand what it is that you're forgiving. And that takes time. This is a journey. And it's it's interesting that we as a Christian culture, Christian church, we, we just have this tendency that we should forgive, especially if your pastor is saying forgive quickly, that, that that's a red flag. But we also have a red flag when a husband kind of pressures their wife to forgive them. Could you say more on that as well? Yes, I have really noticed um, the defensiveness, I believe, that comes up in a wife when her husband, who's done these very hurtful things, very early on is just reminding her of what she needs to do to be a good Christian wife. And, you know, I believe it's really not his job uh, to encourage her about what she needs to do in this process. Hopefully that's going to come from other people, pastors, professionals, other people who have been in this process. Because when it comes from him, I think what it does for the women I notice who are in this situation is it creates a ton of defensiveness. And in many ways, what I find is it actually postpones her, her ability to take this opportunity to start looking at herself and to join him in this journey. So uh, unfortunately, I think it does the reverse of what he would like. So, you know, I would always encourage a man, and I know Mark does in working with men, you know, their job is to work a solid recovery program to become a man of integrity in all ways of his life and to 
wait patiently for what he longs to have, which will hopefully one day be that love and acceptance and forgiveness of his wife. Yeah, this idea of us using God's Word to mandate forgiveness. Gentlemen, if you are doing that, let me encourage you uh, to get on your face in front of Almighty God and repent of your your deep-seated sin because at this point in your journey, it's time for you to listen. And how dare you look at your wife in all seriousness and then use God's Word to beat her down with this idea of forgiveness. You have, once again, you have hit her with an emotional baseball bat, and she is wounded, she is hurt, she doesn't know what to think, she doesn't know where to go. So it's time for you, if you're going to repent, it's time for you to keep your mouth shut and get some some pastoral counseling and learn how to use God's Word to, to lift your wife up and, and not be this, this so-called Bible thumper. There, there are some misconceptions, Debbie, about forgiveness. Um, some, of the, some of the questions that you pose in your book here is, does this mean that you approve of what your husband did if you forgive him? No, it isn't. And, you know, I really like a lot of my chapter on forgiveness was written with um, the reference from R.T. Kendall's book, Total Forgiveness, which I really love, and it's helped me to sort out, you know, through my own journey, what it really is and what it isn't. And I do know what it isn't is, um, you know, just uh, an acceptance that whatever my husband has chosen to do has been okay. And it's also not about accepting that you will never have feelings about it again. Uh, I think it's what we do with those feelings that is involved with the forgiveness process. So, you know, for instance, if I have memories of something that come up even 27 years later and all of a sudden I feel sad or, mm. or disappointed about something, that doesn't mean that I'm going to go out publicly and humiliate Mark about something today. Um, as a forgiven person, I, I might have those feelings and I might take them to the Lord in my own prayer or meditation or talk them over with a friend, but I'm not going to embarrass him about it or drag him down or continue to defame his character with something that still has some emotion. Today on the show, Debbie Laser, author of Shattered Vows, Hope and Healing for Women Who Have Been Sexually Betrayed. To learn about Debbie and the ministry of Faithful and True, uh, visit faithfulandtrue.com. We're talking about forgiveness today. Is forgiving him really possible? That's the title of of, uh, Debbie's chapters in, in the book. What is the greatest fear for wives, Debbie, uh, that they have with this idea of forgiving your husband? I think there are several. I think one of the great fears uh, that I hear through many women is the fear that if they forgive their spouse, he will not take his journey seriously anymore. Mm. And it will, it will be kind of the, um, the ticket to just get back to life as it was and not take seriously all the things that we know for sure are so important to a man's journey out of this. Uh, I think that's one of the greatest fears. Becca Woman just talked about that in groups this week. You know, I, she was sitting there weeping about her desire to not only be forgiven about something she had done, but continuing to hold back, she said, words of forgiveness for her spouse. And she was so afraid if she did, he would just stop all the good work he's been doing. Mm. 
I think that's one of them. I think another fear for women is that forgiveness would mean that they have to stay in the marriage, that, it, that it's, um, it's also the same decision as reconciling with their spouse. And I think for some women, not knowing what the future will look like, whether he will remain a sober man, whether he will take seriously his journey to become a man of integrity, they, they don't want those two things to be married together. And I think one of the things that was really helpful to me in exploring forgiveness more completely is knowing that forgiving is a different decision than reconciling. So I think when women can accept that those two don't need to go together necessarily, it can also give them the freedom to really work on the one without necessarily knowing yet the decision about the other. And then what about the trust element there? Is, is forgiving different than this, this trust level that we talked about last week as well? Well, I believe it is for sure. Because I think forgiving is about what happened. And trust is about what will happen in the future. So when we're looking at trust, we're assuming that certain things have to continue to be done. Truth-telling needs to continue. Uh, safe boundaries need to be established. Some, you know, a person needs to continue every single day of their life to show up and be a trustworthy person. Uh, forgiveness is about what happened in the past. So, again, we're working on two very different things. Yeah, yeah. What about, what about the emotions? This, uh, uh, obviously, uh, women generally more emotional than men. Does, does forgiving your husband mean that you have to just stop or surrender all of your feelings? Well, I would hope not, and I don't believe that those go together. Uh, You know, we are emotional human beings, and when we have been hurt by something or we have had great loss from something in our life, uh, we are going to continue to have feelings about that. You know, it's almost as if someone said to you, well, if your sister or mother or father died last year, and it's now been a year later, we expect you to stop having feelings about that. Right. We know that would be impossible to do. And yet, you know, betrayal in, in someone's life and years of not having a truth teller you're living with has created a, an enormous amount of loss in life. And so in the same way, that grieving process of allowing emotions that legitimately belong to loss in your life are probably going to be there forever in some shape or form. I mean, it is true 27 years later, I can still think about certain times. I can think about that living room situation when I first found out about Mark's behaviors that still evokes emotion in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the difference is I, I have places to go with that. I know, I know that it won't overcome me. I know it doesn't need to be about what my life is today. But the emotion is still there. You have uh, strong words for a wife who is very, very angry. And I, I think it's good that that the, the spouse recover or, or go through her anger. But I love what you say here, Debbie, is, is if the wife's anger is out of control, and we're talking about full disclo- uh, disclosure. Let me back up. We, we talked about full disclosure last week and just this. Finally, the the truth-telling of what's been going on for the past 10 or 15 or 20 or or 30 years, however long it's been, lots of lies, lots of installment plan truths, and all of a sudden, 
the wife is very, very angry. Let's talk about how to deal with that. What, what do you say when someone is so angry, Debbie? How do you deal with that? Well, it's a very important part of our process as a wife, I believe, is to be able to have our emotions that are legitimate to what's happening in our life and also not to sin in our emotions. And I find that it's a huge challenge for a lot of women who become out of control with their anger and they become, and they become very destructive with their words, even with um, physically hurting spouses. And I remind women that, um, you know, it is not our privilege because we have been hurt to believe that we can do whatever we want to another human being. You know, as a Christian, we are called to have our emotions and to not sin with them. I I love Maya Angelou's um, saying about this. She said, you know, we need to learn how to be in pain without being a pain. (laughs) And I think that's so true. Amen to that. (laughs) You know, it's just a a great verse, and it's also biblical that, um, you know, we don't have a right because we've been hurt to fling mud at someone else. So that's why I so believe in support. And I so believe in women quickly getting into either professional help or finding groups of other women who are walking through this, ideally led by someone who's further along. If you just allow yourself to be with others who are working through this trauma and pain without any wisdom or without anyone who has been trained in this field or who has been further along, I think the temptation would be for everyone to start slinging mud at everyone and this husband bashing to go on, and for anger just to continue to explode and evolve. So I think it's really important to find safe places where you can talk about things and offload some of the emotion of disappointment and hopelessness and anger so that you can go back into the relationship with a spouse and still be heard about how hurt you are without it becoming Debbie Laser is my guest today, author of Shattered Vows, Hope and Healing for Women Who Have Been Sexually Betrayed. Once again, the website is faithfulandtrue.com. If you're new to the program, welcome. I want to welcome you so much. Thank you for listening. You can listen and find out more information about what we're doing at DustinDanielsRadio.com. We've got over 75 radio programs that contain Christian authors, pastors, filmmakers, and ministry leaders all discussing one thing, and that is God's plan of purity. God's purity of sex and singleness, marriage, family, children, along with finances. You can listen online. We've got podcasts. You can listen via iTunes. Email us your questions. We will answer them on the air. And we want to also get you involved with a free online community. You can get plugged in and get connected. Our, our goal is to get connected in a small group to where we can find groups for you to get the hope and the healing in Jesus Christ from a pastoral level. If you've got questions, you can call us here at one 855 dustin as well. And I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you so much because it's by the grace of Almighty God that this radio program Exist, And I, I'm just so thankful that he is using you with your prayerful, with your financial to, uh, support to, to spread this, this message of purity to over 75 countries around the world. 
And speaking of prayer, please continue to pray for the radio ministry as we can as we pursue syndication all across the country. It's quite a big task, but God is a big God and and we want this message of purity to be broadcast from coast to coast. You can follow me on Twitter at Purity Pastor, like us on Facebook at Dustin Daniels Radio. First Corinthians reads 1 Corinthians 4.20 reads, the, the kingdom of God isn't just a lot of talk. It's living and living in God's power. I love you. I'll see you next week. God bless. The Dustin Daniels Radio Show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the host nor the station is engaged in rendering counseling advice for your personal situation. If you need further help, we encourage you to seek the services of a Christ-based counseling professional. For more information on the radio show, visit DustinDanielsRadio.com.